Welcome to Real Estate Business Explained. On this show, we share insights to what it really looks like to build a real estate business from the inside, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm Sean, and as a coach and trainer, over the past 15 years, I've seen it all, and I wanna share what I've learned with you. So whether you're just getting started or you've already got a lot going on and you're just looking for something new, I'm confident there's gonna be something here for you. Let's get into it. Hey, I'm Sean, and welcome to today's podcast. You know, over the past few weeks, we've been circling the topic of appointments. Why are they so important? What is it that makes realtors put them so high in their agenda? And frankly, sometimes, how does that maybe make realtors fail to ask or offer for appointments? How can we get more of them? We know they're, they're important. We know there's something that's a driver of business. It's one of our key performance indicators when we measure an individual or a team. How do we get more of them? And today what I want to do is I want to talk about how we can measure the quality of an appointment and, and more importantly, how can we create better appointments for ourselves? So one of the things that we talked about last week was, was the concept of attending signable appointments, going on appointments that were signable. We want to make sure that before we go into someone's home to discuss them doing business with us, we believe that it's someone who we have potential to, to convince to work with us. That's the point of an appointment, right? Otherwise, it's just a, a meeting. You're just meeting someone and talking. So one of the questions that I think a lot of realtors don't ask themselves is, why are we meeting? Why are we, why am I going to their home? And more importantly, do, no, do they know why I think I'm going to their home? Do they know? Do they know what the purpose of this meeting is? Have I been absolutely and fundamentally clear with them? So in real estate, we are living in this little bubble. We're in this world where every day, all day, we're thinking about it, we're looking at the market, we're analyzing it, we're talking with people, we're working through complex transactions. And when we have these appointments, it's at the very beginning of someone's life cycle in their trade. They just got started, they're figuring it out. It's the, the absolute you know, entrance point. They might've done a little bit of research, they might've looked at homes online, often they'll do that before you meet them. And at the same time, when it comes to the process and the steps involved, Typically, they're very close to zero in their knowledge base surrounding what's going to come next. So with this, one of the things that's really important is that we establish a good understanding with them of what the meeting's about, why we're coming to their home, what it is that we're going to talk about, what we're going to do together, and, and most importantly, what are we going to achieve? And one of the things that we are terrible at, frankly, is realtors have a tendency to communicate with the public as though the public's other realtors. I, I used to see these things all the time on my MLS sheets that just made me want to gag. It was ridiculous. Realtors would post things like, um, includes G, B, and E. It stands for gas burner and equipment, i.e. a furnace. It takes almost as much room as just writing furnace, but for some reason, they put code. Another one was ELFS, E-L-L-E-L-F-S, electronic lighting fixtures. Anyways, we need to remember that the people who we're doing business with aren't following market trends. They're not analyzing properties. Little things in the way that we communicate can alienate and confuse people, and we do it surrounding appointments. We know what we want the appointment to be about, but do they? Have you communicated with them what the ideal outcome is? 
It doesn't have to be what we want, but at least if I know what they want, then I'm better able to actually go through the appointment. I might be able to decide how to better serve them, or maybe it's an appointment I don't even want to go on. So giving them clarity is a huge part of creating better appointments for yourself, and it's a huge part of serving them. They want clarity as much as you do. Why not give it to them? Creating this comes down to doing two things. We want to qualify them. So this means that we want to understand at a high level exactly what they want. And we also want to set expectations. We want them to understand what's involved in the process. And we want, to know, we want them to know and understand what we expect to do in our time together during the appointment. Okay. And what I want to do today is I want to dive deep on these two areas. I want to talk about qualifying and I want to talk about setting expectations because my hope is that if you can do this in your appointments, you'll have better appointments, you'll have better clients. Not only that, but you'll move them through the process of the trade faster because they're not going to be confused and there's not going to be anything ambiguous and your calendar will be the place that you're rewarded second most only to your wallet. Okay, so let's talk about qualifying. I like to look at this as an AMA, and I'm not talking about ask me anything. I'm talking about we want to qualify our clients to make sure that they're financially able, that they have clear motivation, and that they're also accepting of the current market. I want them to be accepting of the current market temperature, where it's going, and I want to make sure that they accept the fact that pricing is what it is, and we can't change what market price is. So let's talk about this. First of all, financially able. The first A, this one is actually the easiest one to decipher. If you're talking with someone who needs to sell their home and there's no other purchase involved, I mean, this one's really simple. All you're going to be doing is looking at what you believe the home will sell for, what the sale costs are that are going to be associated with it, mortgage buyouts, commission, lawyer, moving, etc. And you're going to look at the mortgage remainder and you do some simple arithmetic you can tell them pretty close within a few thousand dollars, typically where they're going to land if they sell for a price that you, you think that they'll land on. Now, I always like to err on the side of conservative when I'm giving estimates. I just think it's better service. So I'll communicate with people. I'll say, look, your home is likely to sell between this and this. I'm going to do all my math based on worst case scenarios. I'd way rather have you thrilled with an extra $40,000 than scrounging trying to figure out how you're going to go through this without eating craft dinner for the next six years. Okay. So we want to make sure that we are able to actually close on the sale. And then when it comes to the purchase side, we have the luxury of having partner relationships in this business. You are not a mortgage broker. So don't try to be one. Don't try to guess what they can spend, have a conversation with them and then align them with someone who can give them a true and real answer. Often the mortgage broker is going to find things out that you would have never found out because they don't send us the same information. They don't give us the same information as they're going to give to a mortgage professional. They're going to get their income. They're going to get their debt list. They're going to have it all confirmed because they can search these things. So having a great partnership with someone and insisting that your clients use them at the very least as a backup to whatever bank they might have been planning to use is going to protect you and it's going to protect your clients because ultimately if they, if they get themselves into a situation where they're making an offer on something and they're not able to, to complete it, then they're going to end up in hot water. Now, I want to be clear that I wouldn't always force someone 
to get financially pre-approved before meeting with them. Depending on the situation, depending on the client, like if it's a referral and it's someone that I, I wanna take great care of even if they don't move right away, I'm gonna go meet them. I don't mind investing a little bit of my time, but I wanna get a gauge first and I wanna understand that they, they have clarity on what they need in order to make this happen financially. Like I said, that's the easy one. People are complex creatures. So, you know, once we get an idea of financially them being in the ballpark to make the transaction happen that they want to see and move through with, well, the next thing that we need to do is we need to make sure that they are clearly motivated. So here's the deal. Motivation is a complex one because from my experience, they typically don't really love the idea of the move. And frankly, moving's a pain in the ass. Think about it, you gotta take all your stuff and pack it in boxes. The, the sale and purchase process is insanely risky. And I say this as a professional, like I've sold hundreds and hundreds of homes, but if you think about it, the average person puts all their money in their home. That's where the majority of any individual's net worth sits, is in their home, protected. Well, in order to move somewhere else, that means that they need to take all of their net worth all of the worth that they've accumulated in their life, maybe. And then they need to trust someone, hopefully me, to take that, convert it into money, and then convert it into another thing. Convert their home into money and then convert that money back into another property. Well, at every stage in this, there's so much potential for something to go devastatingly wrong. So it's risky and they're scared. So what we need to do is we need to understand that they have the motivation to go through the fear, but also to, to you know, go through the work. You gotta clean your crap up. You gotta get your stuff out. We want it looking good. You're gonna have to leave the house when people come to look at it. They're gonna inspect it. They're gonna poke through your things. And then you're gonna have to move every single thing you've got into a new home and hang it all up on the walls when you get there. It's a lot of work. So they're gonna need to be motivated. And being motivated is something that most agents gloss past. And I didn't realize this until I started actually moving into the coaching space. Because when I first started to, to be in real estate, I'd ask people, well, hey, what, what makes, makes you want to move? And they'd say, oh, you know, we want a bigger house, we want a third bedroom, we're having a, a baby and we've got a dog and it's just too busy. Oh, great, perfect, they're motivated. Well, that could mean they're really motivated, but it might not be that bad. So what I discovered is I really needed to back up a little bit. I needed to go from, from just kind of skimming past to diving deep and really understanding what was, what was the meat underneath all of it. So what I started doing was I started asking, tell me more questions. So, you know, we've got the dog and we've got the kid. Okay, well, tell me more about that. What, what does it look like if you make this happen? What do you want to see? Oh man, we get this and that and this and that. Oh, beautiful. Wow, tell me more. Well, you know, it would really let us do blank and, you know, if we're moving further from the city, we'll have a little bit of cash we can pull out and pay off the cars and blah, blah, blah. We eat better spaghetti. It's going to be beautiful. Wow. What's that going to do for you? Well, it's going to take a lot of financial pressure off. Wow. That's amazing. And, and what would you do with that? Well, we pay the house down quicker. My wife wants to go back to school. Wow. Tell me what that'll do for you. Well, she'll make more money. We'll be able to retire five years early. Holy crap. This isn't about a baby and a dog. This is their entire life. But then I keep digging. I go, okay, well, tell me, how's that gonna make you feel? Well, it's the dream that we've always had. Wow, how's, what's that gonna do for your family? Well, the kids are gonna see us a lot more. We're not gonna be as stressed out. We'll be better parents. How's that gonna make you feel? 
woof, all of a sudden we're getting there, right? So by going deeper and deeper and deeper and, and then shifting, we move from tell me more about the positive side of their plan to, well, what does it look like if we don't do this? Like, let's say that it's hard. We get out there and, and it is a challenging market. Let's say we get out there and it's hard. Well, what does it look like if we don't make this move five years from now? Oh, well, we'd still be in the house. We'd be frustrated. It'd be too small. Uh, you know, the kids would feel squished. We would probably have to get rid of the dog. Financially, we'd be still working hard. I'd be commuting. How would that make you feel? What would that do for your family? So getting to the root of the motivation is what's going to really let you connect with people and really determine that they're the kind of people who are going to go through with this. It is not easy in any market. And so people need to, to have enough of an urge, that magnet pulling them somewhere or pushing them away from where they currently are needs to be strong enough that they're going to go through the crap. They need to be willing to shovel the slop to make it happen. And the beauty is that when you do this, not only do you know that you're spending your time with people who are going to take it as seriously as you do, but also you've got a brilliant connection with them because by having these conversations, it shows them that you really care. Show them you give a shit, go deep, ask the questions. And then later when they hit a little bump in the road, because this is real estate, things happen, right? Like we're dealing with people. These are their homes. They get emotional. So when there's a little bump in the road, what's going to happen is you have this beautiful motivation to go back to. You can say, look, you know, I get that this moment is challenging, but remember, we're doing this for the next 20 years of your life. How long are you willing to pause your life while you wait for this to be easier? Because it might not ever be easier. Okay. Now, even if they're motivated, the other thing is that they've got to be accepting of the market as it is. Someone could be incredibly motivated, but if they don't accept the fact that the market is doing what it's doing right now, you might really struggle to bring them on side. Now, this one is one to be aware of, but it's not necessarily a deal breaker because people can respond to reason. They can, they do not always. But this one's a tricky one because the, the truth of it is that we've been conditioned since before we were even humans, like way back when we were cavemen, we were conditioned to have fight or flight. This goes back to our crocodile brain, like the most prehistoric elements of our, our consciousness are designed to help us protect ourselves from danger. And what happens is that this is one of the first parts of our body to develop in our brain. And it's ingrained in us that we need to protect ourselves from pain and from hurt and from danger. And part of that early in our lives becomes associated with financial stability. We are taught to protect our money. We're taught to be careful and guard our money. And it's ingrained in us. It's taught in school. It's taught by our parents. It's taught by our colleagues. We learn it. We, in business, we learn it. At work, we learn it. People talk about this all the time. And so there's a lot of fear. And whether the market's good or bad, there's always a challenge that lives within it, right? If the market's going up steadily, people are worried that they're going to overpay. If it's going down, they're going to worry that it's going to drop after they buy. No matter what, it's always scary financially. So you need to make sure finally that the people you're working with are willing to accept the market in its current state. Not, not, oh, well, I would if it did blank or if I could get such and such a home. We don't change the market. We can 
maneuver a property within a market through strong negotiation, great marketing and positioning and tactics. Like I do this day in, day, day in and day out. And yet at the same time, I, I don't have a magic wand. And frankly, if I did, I, I, I would probably use it on me first and give myself a billion dollars for the home I live in. And this would all be, you know, a different conversation with these clients. But the truth is, is that we have the ability to move things a little bit, but we don't get to write them a blank check and they need to be willing to accept the market as it is. Okay. So once we know that they are, you know, they're able to make the move, they're motivated and they're accepting of the current market, we get to make a decision. And the decision isn't to trash someone and, and say, I'm never speaking to them again. The decision is whether we think that we want to try to move their transaction forward now, or if we're merely going to nurture that relationship for later. Both of these are good meetings to go on, but only one of them is an appointment. If someone isn't really there on any one of the three, I might still go spend 20 minutes with them. I'll bring them some value. We'll talk about home prices. I'll give a big asterisk and say, hey, this is just right now. This is not a permanent assessment. We don't know where the market's going, but this is what it is. And by the way, you got to fix this and you should paint that this color, right? So I'll, I'll do that with them, but I'll spend 20 minutes. And I'll, I'll build a bit of rapport and I'll follow up with some great marketing and correspondence so that they know that we have a relationship together. Then when they're ready, I wait. I wait until they're able, I wait until they're motivated, and I wait until they're willing to accept the market. And then I get back with them and we move forward purposefully. Now, once we've got that relationship to that point and we know that they're in a place that we have clear readiness to move forward, the next thing that we need to do is set expectations. And this falls into two categories. The first category is expectations surrounding the process. I want to make sure that they understand the steps that lie ahead and general timeframes and how it's all going to look. And then the next set of expectations is for the meeting itself. And this one's really important. This is where I make sure that they have the same understanding as me about why I'm coming to their house. Okay. So let's talk about the process. And I'm very purposeful in using the word process because here's the deal. A lot of people think of moving as an event. They picture themselves in their new home. They think about having, you know, their, their sign on the lawn with the sold and they're taking the picture. They picture their kids running around in the yard. They picture themselves there. But we know that before that happens is the majority of the work. So what we need to do is educate them on what that all looks like. If you want to be in your new home in three months, you're late. You've got to start now getting your act together. There's stuff you got to clean up. There's preparations we need to do. We need to start laying things in the calendar. We need to understand that three months is the right time to achieve your goals. And most importantly, we need to be working on the process actively to keep moving things forward. Otherwise you're going to end up missing the mark. Okay. So we need to educate them on what the process looks like, timeframes for prep, how long it takes to sell, what, what we're going to do, what they're going to do, what we do together. Um, we need to make sure that they've got a really clear understanding of this. The second thing that I want to do is I want to make sure that they understand where it all starts and that's the appointment. And this is where you move an appointment from being a meeting to an appointment. So I'm going to make sure that they understand that when we meet, I actually want to talk about listing their home. I don't want them to think that I'm coming by to look at it and chat about price, or I'm in the neighborhood. I could take a look at that renovation you're planning and we could say hi. 
I don't want them to think that it's a casual pop-in to look at listings and talk about where they could move. I want them to know that this is an appointment where we're gonna discuss the process of selling. I'm gonna lay my marketing plan out and we're gonna have a discussion about me moving their, their listing forward. So how do we do this? Well, first of all, we've already asked a lot of great questions about what they want. Well, I wanna make sure that somewhere in there, I also ask a lot of questions about the specifics surrounding the transaction. So I got some of the financial stuff earlier. I wanna know about the house they're in, the house that they're moving to. Now, while you're doing this, I also wanna make sure that you're not gonna to get too tepid or monotone in the way that you're doing this. It drives me crazy. Agents will have the best rapport. They'll be so personable and, and, and just engaging. And then they start to qualify their, their prospect and you can hear them reading off a checklist. How many bedrooms do you have? How many washrooms do you have? Uh, by the way, is it a two-story or three? What are you hoping to sell for? Well, why can't you continue being engaging while asking these questions? I like to think of it like I'm, I was out with a friend having a beer. I, I actually make agents role play this in my training. I call it having a beer with a friend game. You literally go through all the hard questions in the, in the qualifying scripts, but you use it in a way as though you were hanging out with your best friend or your, your wife. So. Tell me more about that. What's this new home gonna look like? What do you wish that next home would have that you don't have right now? What's gonna make you do this? Like, this is a lot of work. Are you sure you want to? So I'm gonna ask those questions, but I ask it like we're, we're old pals. And then I'm gonna get into the meat and potatoes. By the way, when I come over, my hope is that we're gonna get started. Let me ask you this. If, if when we meet, you feel comfortable and I've answered all your questions and you're confident in our plan, are you gonna be ready to let me get started listing your house for sale? Is there any other decision makers that we wanna make sure we have there? Your wife, your partner, maybe your brother or a family member who knows a lot about the market. Is there anyone else on title? Have you thought about selling it on your own? Have you thought about bringing in someone else uh, for a second opinion, like another realtor? Are you planning to have multiple interviews or do you want to get started as soon as possible? By the way, what price do you wanna sell for and what price wouldn't you go below? And what's most important to you in choosing an agent to list your home? I'm gonna ask all these questions. I'm not gonna skirt any of them. I hear agents all the time saying, well, what if they weren't thinking about interviewing a second realtor and you ask that and then they think that they're gonna interview them. Hey guys, guess what? They know other realtors exist. So we're not giving them any new ideas. If they feel comfortable with you and they tell you that they don't wanna do that, then just move forward. If they tell you they wanna have a bunch of interviews, then try to tactically put yourself somewhere in the lineup that you think you're gonna have a better chance of converting them. And then I like to start setting the expectations even deeper. So I've asked the question, if when we meet and you, you feel comfortable and I've get, answered all your questions and I've outlined my plan and you feel confident, are you gonna be ready to get started with me listing your home for sale? I'm gonna follow that up with when I get there, I'd like to ask you to have a copy of your survey and your most recent mortgage assessment and your tax assessment ready for me so we can look over those together. And by the way, can you also grab a spare key so that I can install a lockbox? These questions are going to set clear expectations that we're getting started. And guess what? If they're not comfortable, they're gonna tell you. They're gonna say, you know what? I don't think we're quite ready for that, but we do think that you'd be a great option. Why don't you come by and we'll talk. And then if we get started, um, I'll get the key made and I'll, I'll put it in the lockbox for you or something like that. Here's the deal, everyone. People hire realtors because they want someone to guide them through the process. There is a lot of technology over the past decade or so that's tried to knock us out. 
It's just a fact. There have been efforts again and again and again, billion dollar budgets trying to remove realtors from the process because they could keep a lot of money if they could eliminate, eliminate us. It hasn't worked. And my belief is that the reason it hasn't worked is because people want a guide. People want a guide. They want a guide who's confidence, who's confident. People want a guide who's confident in the process. People want a guide who's confident in what they're showing up to do. People want a guide who's confident enough to tell them what is next. Be that guide. They're going to thank you for it. And if you show up with clear expectations and they feel confident because you really took the time to understand them, they're going to want to work with you. They're going to move forward quicker. They're going to have less bumps in the road. And most importantly, you are going to have less time spent and wasted with, with people who aren't prepared or otherwise might not truly understand what you're trying to do with them. And you're going to make more money. So as always, I'm grateful that you took the time to watch this. I hope that you get really strong in the way that you look at the time that you put towards people, not because they're good or bad, but because they deserve just as much as you to be purposeful in the time that you invest together. So be purpose purposeful from the start. And with that, I'm grateful that you took the time to watch this. Thanks as always.